0: Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. So as we continue this week in our series called New Beginnings in Genesis, Joseph stands out as one who certainly uh brought about a new beginning for God's people. It was a God thing because Joseph certainly didn't choose to be beaten, to be sold, betrayed, lied about, and thrown in prison. He features in over 15 chapters, and yet he's one of the few Old Testament heroes who appears to have walked blameless before God despite suffering huge rejection and shame so my message today is your calling overcomes falling your calling overcomes falling you'll see why in a few minutes there's no clock so i'm not sure what the time is now what is it okay we won't be too long as joseph as joseph lay down i think it must have been just this most terrible Terrible night for him as he lay down in a dark Egyptian jail cell. Struggling to keep warm on that first night before being promoted in the jail. He must have been in a dark place. As he thought back to happier times, sitting around the family fire pit, listening to his father Jacob's stories of wrestling with God, He would have remembered feeling quite a deep sense of belonging, I'm sure. But his father would have also told about facing up to his uncle Esau's wrath with his band of 400 fired-up men, only to find that there was actually a softening after years of a family dispute. And then I think possibly a wave of homesickness could perhaps have just overwhelmed Joseph as he thought about those early morning share times, when dreams were explained and analysed in detail by the whole family as a way of discerning the Lord's will for their lives. That was the custom at the time, to share your dreams, to see what God's saying. Perhaps he regretted being so open, And honest about his own dreams. It's just been coming through this morning. Dreams, visions, all these things, eh? It's been coming through this morning. So was it a mistake to wear that multicoloured coat out to work? The coat his father had given just him, no one else. Would have been a bit rude not to. But, you know... It caused him a lot of grief. Where are we? So, he's, he's in this jail, thinking of all these things. All these thoughts swirling around in his mind. It would be a little bit like a, this is your life show with Bob Parker. <laughs> we could have, what could he have done differently, he's thinking. And then there was the shame of being auctioned off naked in the marketplace like a piece of meat bought by Potiphar as a workhorse. But there was nothing to the shame of his name now ruined in the eyes of the once so trusting Potiphar Potiphar, and the household slaves that had looked up to him. So he's dealing with all this shame All this guilt which he didn't need to really bear. None of it his fault. Yes, there was shame at every turn for poor old Joseph as he sat in the filth of what must have seemed like, you know, hell on earth. Feeling lonely, tired and compromised. But the greatest shame of all was that he must have felt betrayed and that no one believed him or believed in him. Even his dad had doubted his dreams, and his dad now seemed like a million miles away, even though he was struggling with the tragedy of thinking that his favorite son was dead. But this was Joseph's life up until now. So let's turn and read from the Word about this, his unique calling in Genesis 37. So let's just turn, if you've got your Bible, to Genesis 37. We're just going to catch up with a story Verses um, 5 to 11. Then Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. And he said to them, please listen to this dream which I have had. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf rose up and also stood erect. And behold, your sheaves gathered around and and bowed down to my sheaf. Then his brothers said to him, Are you actually going to reign over us? Or are you really going to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now he had still yet another dream and related it to his brothers and said, Lo, I have had still another dream. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars were bowing down to me. And he related it to his father and to his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually bow down ourselves before you and to the ground? That is the calling, really, on Joseph's life. He gets a picture in a like for the time in the future, and time passes, and if we haven't got time to go into the story of the brothers betraying him and and pretending he was dead to dad. But they they made the decision to sell Joseph, thinking that would be the end of him. So let's turn to Genesis 39, verse about after these events, verse 7, chapter 39, that his master's wife looked with desire at Joseph and she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, behold, with me around, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. And he has put all that he owns in my charge. There is no one greater in this house than I, and he has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do this great evil and sin against God? And it came about as she spoke to Joseph day after day. Uh, that he did not listen to her, to lie beside her or be with her. Now it happened one day that he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the household were there inside. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me, and he left his garment in her hand and fled and went outside. That's verse 12. Yes, quite a read, the story of Joseph, isn't it? And it all could have ended. Right there, the dream, the visions, everything promised to Joseph could have ended right there if he had fallen captive to this woman, to the lure of Potiphar's wife. Day after day, she tried to win his attention, but he remained pure in heart and mind. He knew he had Potiphar's trust. Only because the Lord was blessing him. And to take the only thing that Potiphar had withheld from him would be sinning against the Lord. Such faith, eh? Verse 9. Falling into temptation could have ended this man's story right there. And, um, And it didn't. Because God's plan was that he would save the Hebrew people. He's alone in a foreign country, but his faith and calling overcame the strongest of temptations. Does this resonate with you and with me today, what we may face day by day? Does this resonate, this calling versus falling? Calling versus falling to whatever's in front of us. What the immediate thing offers versus the calling on our life. What are some of the dreams you've held in your heart? Do God's promises keep you strong? Do they keep you alert and ready to flee from evil at any moment? Have you had a vision of what you are to be doing? Our greatest dream killers, though, can actually be the members of our own family. And yet a God-given dream is incredibly powerful. Amen? And in Joseph's case, more powerful than the shame that could have taken him out, sitting in that jail cell. So dreams are powerful, so, so powerful. Some years back, two sisters walked into our church, and they said, our sister will call her Sarah. Our sister Sarah would be so proud that that we're here today because she's been praying for us. And I said, great. And she said, you know her. She went to your youth group many years ago. And I just so so remembered her. And so anyway, time went on. And at one occasion, um, they insisted I rang Sarah, not her real name, and I said, hey, we've, looks like we've both been praying for these sisters of yours and just caught up with what she was doing. And um, I said, so what do you do? And she said, I help run a woman's refuge in Wellington. I said, no way. Do you remember when you were 17 what you said you wanted to do, what your dream was? She said, no. I said, we went around the room and everyone said a little dream they had, something they had on their heart, and you said you wanted to start a woman's home for beaten women. I said, isn't that awesome? And she was encouraged. I was encouraged. We were so excited. I said, God never forgets our dreams. Amen? So, I rang her yesterday to ask if I could share this story, to ask her permission, and she said, Of course you can. I said, So how's it going in the woman's refuge? She said, Well, actually, I got asked to leave. I was praying for them. (laughs) She said, I was kind of forced out because you're not allowed to pray for your clients. But she started up a counselling service for them anyway. And she's doing that now. She's trained as a counsellor and she's working with them. She loves the Lord, married a Christian, or no, they became Christians again, kind of recommitted re, re their hearts to the Lord after they were married. So it was so encouraging. God never forgets our dreams. Amen. Another name for a God-given dream is actually a calling. If it's a God-given dream, a true dream from God, it's a calling. Joseph's calling kept him from falling. We used to tell our boys going off to college, Huntley College, yes, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. If you don't stand for something, rather, you'll fall for anything. You've got to stand up for Jesus or your fall for anything is your calling keeping you from falling you know we could leave the message there with that challenge regarding your calling and my calling and encourage you not to lose sight of the calling because we know now for we know now that for Joseph things got a whole lot better after this Because his calling overcame the temptation to fall and because he never forgot those God-given dreams he saw break through. But we're going to look at that next week, Joseph part two, okay? But for now, we can see some similarities with Jesus, between Joseph and Jesus. Hopefully, you'll be able to see those two. They both were called to save their people. They were both rejected by family. Both Jesus and Joseph were both betrayed, both falsely accused, and both were misunderstood in their youth. They both knew shame and rejection. When Jesus was facing trial, they spat in his face, beat him, and said, prophesy to us. You, Christ who is the one who hit you? Matthew twenty-six, sixty-eight. Jesus knew who they were. He knew full well each one by name, could have easily prophesied their names and spoken up, and even called on angels, legions of angels to come and destroy them. But he chose to appear like a false prophet for us, You see, if you couldn't prophesy in the Jewish culture or if you prophesied falsely, the punishment under the law was actually death. And here's where the similarity ends. Joseph went on to prophesy correctly the future for Egypt and was exalted in the natural and became a leader to save people where Jesus chose the shame of being falsely accused, said nothing in the face of mockers, and was hung naked on a cross reserved for sinners, despite having never sinned once. So as a result, he is to be forever exalted in all of the heavens and the earth His victory saved his people for all eternity. Is anyone excited? And his perfect blood, we've heard about this morning from Jenny, paid in full for every sin. Wow. What a saviour. I love to bring it all back to Jesus. How should we respond? We respond this morning by giving our whole heart of surrender afresh to this man, Jesus. We respond by denouncing all other gods with a little g and all forms of addiction to lesser things, and we get back to the calling on our life that saves us from falling away into mediocrity, falling into old habits, falling into a life with no purpose. Let's lean on the one who is the rock at all times and in times like this. Amen. I know what it is like to be falsely accused. Let's lean into Jesus when stuff goes down. When you feel like giving up or when you lose sight of the vision, if you don't know him as saviour, Get to know him today. He took our shame. Shame is kind of like our little secondary theme running through this message. There's our calling. There's our falling. But he took our shame. Any shame you're feeling today, he took it upon himself. And he became the curse for us by hanging on a tree. And the Bible says, "Whoever hangs on a tree is cursed." If you're already saved, then let's celebrate Christ in us, and let's together share our dreams, our hopes, and our calling. Our our calling overcomes the temptation. Our calling overcomes falling. Amen. Just going to pray, and the guys are just going to get a tune ready to play. Father, I thank you, thank you, thank you for Jesus. Lord, who alone was worthy to take all that sin and grief and shame, So, Lord, I just thank you. You gave dreams to Joseph, and uh, it's like a foretaste of what you were going to do on the cross to save your people. And, Lord, let's not ever, ever lose sight or lose track of the dream, the calling on our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast it has been an encouragement to you please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.in or visit us at huntleybaptist.com